Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and rips apart the Avengers for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. In this episode, we are covering Captain America Civil War Part 3. And in this part, we are covering from Zemo arriving in Russia all the way to the end of the movie where we see Bucky and Cap in Wakanda. And here's a, a general summary of that last third of the movie. <clears throat> In the aftermath of the fight at the airport, some of the Avengers are arrested. Tony Stark visits them at the raft after finding out that the guy who was interrogating Bucky earlier was not the person who should have been interrogating him. Later on, Cat, Bucky, and Iron Man investigate the facility of the other Winter Soldiers. Zemo reveals that Bucky is the one who killed Tony Stark's parents, and a vicious fight ensues. <laughs> Things, um, uh, they, they don't end well. Cap and Bucky end up vigilante fugitives, and Tony Stark changes his name to Mr. Stank. All because of Zemo. All because of Zemo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So, um, I guess we uh, could just kind of jump into it. And um, there are a couple of scenes in this part of the movie where I really don't have a lot to say. But it was separated as a scene in the movie. So I just want to let you know that I'm going to call it out anyway, even though I probably don't have anything to say. Okay. So that's the first one, actually, that we're talking about. Zemo calls for room service to his uh, hotel room that he's been having throughout the movie. Uh, the lady shows up and finds a dead body in the bathtub. Yep. I do have one note to say about this. Okay. Uh, Theo Broussard, the murdered psychologist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can consider this played or just like play dead. Uh, <laughs> the role is taken up by Joe Russo, one of the Russo brothers. Oh. Yep. So there's that. <laughs> so are are the Russo brothers like, do they like to put themselves into their movies also? Yeah, they're in every, Mar I'm trying to think if they're in Avengers, the two Avengers movies. They're in both Captain America movies, I know. Oh yeah, they are. They are. Um, this guy is also um, in Endgame. He I... plays um, the guy who uh, in the support group that Cat is running. So that's the other instance that I knew of. Like I knew that was one of the Russo yeah. brothers. I don't know what either of them look like. Um, so, uh, and the... I don't know if that was the same one in, in this movie or not. It's the same one. The other Russo brother was uh, the doctor who fixed up um, Nick Fury in Winter Soldier. Oh, cool. And I can't think if he's there in Infinity War, if either one. Okay. But I know those ones. Well, we have a couple years to look that up, so yeah. uh, by then we'll we'll look that up. Or you'll <laughs> you'll find out, I'm sure. I will. All right. <laughs> cool. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess the only thing really to say is, uh, for a while I kept wondering, like, why the hell is, is Zemo setting this up? Like, even after seeing the movie... Like, I still forget and remember that, oh, yeah, the reason Zemo um, gets himself caught is because now he needs to force Tony Stark to find out this information and then go out to uh, where all the other Witcher soldiers are. Mm, I don't think he has to. Really? That's why my, yeah. Hmm. Um, he just doesn't care if it gets caught. Um, because I think even if he didn't get Cap and Bucky and um, Tony in Russia, he would have released this on YouTube. It just, it was a convenience thing that they're all coming there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I hear one of the major complaints is about this movie is Zemo's plan doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, 
Uh, I I consider Zemo an opportunist. Like he has other ways of succeeding his goals. But if something comes up, like his three people he wants to uh to fight to all show up to Russia, then great. Then he'll use that opportunity to get it. Okay. All right. So so he just got a little lucky in that that sense. Of yeah. Things. Okay. Yeah, that that works for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess we'll just move on to the next scene because I think we mm-hmm. just talked about this one for as long as that scene was. Probably twice as long. Probably right. much longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cap and Bucky chat on the Quinjet on the way to the other Winter Soldiers' place in Siberia. Cap wants Bucky to know those things he did as a Winter Soldier weren't his fault, but Bucky says that he's still the one who did them. What's your opinion on that? Do you blame Bucky or do you absolve him of guilt? Uh, I, I absolve him of guilt. I mean, mind control. He, he wasn't completely in charge of that stuff. Um, he definitely yeah. seems like he didn't want to do any of that stuff because it like was torture just going into any state, basically, for him to be able to uh, be controlled and do that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it was a horrible thing for him. Um, but I understand his, um, uh, what's the phrase grief, I guess for, for, you know, cause he knows he did it. He, mm-hmm. he remembers, uh, doing all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I understand why he's, uh, blaming himself for it, uh, a thing he couldn't control, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I forgive Bucky for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's good. I agree with you. I think it's good writing, uh, by Marcus and McFeely, the writers of this, to make Bucky, if he's just like, it wasn't me, I don't care, he'd be a lot less endearing to the audience. <laughs> That's true. Like, eh. Someone else. <laughs> that, that that sucks for you, Tony. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, and I'm trying to think of an example of something else, but, uh, like, someone with one mindset and then kind of blaming the other mindset of theirs like uh like let's say for example if if um Darth Vader instead you know now he becomes Anakin Skywalker again like the, basically mm-hmm. they kind of he treats himself like two different people yeah um and so if he was like oh yeah I didn't do any of that evil stuff that was Darth Vader shifty <laughs> eyes all that stuff trying to get away yeah from yeah <clears throat> Um, I, this comes out in what March, end of February. Yeah, we were like super wrong when we talked about that two weeks. Ago, <laughs> but I, I want to say it's the first week of March, somewhere in that range. Spoiler alert for Rise of Skywalker. If you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> I I really wish uh, Ben survived so he could uh, be either held responsible or was like that was a Kylo Ren guy. Don't don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry for uh, spoiling a five-month-old, four, four-month-old movie. Eh, four-month, four, four four-month-old movie that billions of dollars. You should have seen it. Yeah, exactly. It, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a Disney show like us, except <laughs> for like us, you don't get any money either. <laughs> That's true, and we talk about Star Wars about twenty percent of the time, anyway. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so By I'm, the I'm, way, how, if anyone out there knows how you get into the Disney show business, I would definitely be a show for them. So, hook me up. Oh, yeah. I would totally do that also. 
All right, uh, you going to move on, Tony? Yeah. Perfect. So, in the aftermath of the airport scene, Rhodey gets an MRI, while Vision blames himself, and then Stark goes on and tells Black Widow that she should look out for herself because T'Challa was a tattletale and told <laughs> Ross that she let Cap and Bucky go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Rhodey being paralyzed, which I don't know if it's revealed that it's fully paralyzed in this. Uh-huh. I think maybe it is. They, yeah, Bucky. Oh, not Bucky. <laughs> Black Widow and Tony talk about that. But um, I feel like him being paralyzed is like a much bigger consequence than if he died. Because death seems to be like taken back all the time. But (laughs) paralysis, not so much. That's true. Um, And and I'm trying to think about what happens because when we see him in Endgame, Mm -hmm. I think we only ever see him with the suit on. So I don't know if we... We see him in Infinity War with uh, the kind of uh, finalized version of the prototype um, walker pants. I don't know what you call them. Robot pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he definitely, um, when Cap and uh, everyone shows up at he- uh, headquarters. Yeah, I remember that. But uh, the reason I was thinking Endgame is because that's another five years later. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if at that point he's healed up even more. Um but yeah, I guess if if he's never gonna oh. heal and he's just always in these robotic leg mm-hmm. things, then yeah. yeah uh, when uh, in Endgame, when Thanos attacks at the end and they blow up the Avengers headquarters, he, he has to get out of the suit and he has to drag himself. His legs don't work until he oh. gets to another suit. Oh, okay, got it. All right, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. You know, I remember seeing that scene, and I think I just thought that he was like injured like from the explosion but that makes a lot of sense too yeah and then he he connects with nebula about his paralysis when they're on um oh when they get the power stone yeah i couldn't remember the name of that planet either cool morag i got it it's morag yep all right yep (laughs) and a pre uh, pre um recording thing sakar (laughs) because <laughs> you, you just want to say you remember that name yep okay <laughs> well, we'll see what happens in a few years when we talk about that i would have watched it much more recently yeah anyway. that's true. <laughs> all right <laughs> um yeah no I'm, I'm with you i mean you know at a minimum uh, you know being paralyzed is is still really bad from mm-hmm. the perspective of like n- basically he could no longer be an avenger right is at least that's the the foreseeable future. He's um, definitely an Avenger. <laughs> that's true. We see him do it again in a few years. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that. Um, it was interesting seeing Vision blame himself. Um, mm-hmm. And being emotional about that. Because we haven't really seen much in the way of emotions from Vision at all. In the one and a half movies we've seen him in. Yeah. So, uh, But, I mean, earlier... In this movie, he was struggling to learn the concept of doors, um, and now <laughs> and he's food. Set. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess a little bit of flirting that he was doing with um, Scarlet Witch. I-, I wasn't really sure on that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, to go with the other Star franchise, not Stargate. Um, <laughs> in Star Trek, you know, it's always. Shown as, shown as such a good thing to become more human, like De- uh, Data and Spock 
and probably other ones that I don't, I'm not sure about because I haven't watched all the shows. Uh-huh. But definitely Data and Spock. Um, but here, Vision is becoming more human, but it's becoming a problem because <laughs> he's making human mistakes. That's true. I'm trying to remember, how did he make the mistake in, in the fight? Because I remember he, he shot, but was he... He, okay, so, um, uh, Tony used Sonic Waves to incapacitate Black Widow. Uh-huh. Or Black Widow, I mean Scarlet Witch. Okay. All right, yeah. And he went to, like, um, take care of her, so he was concerned about her safety, and then uh, the Quinjet was leaving, Tony yelled for him to take it down, and he shot, a, shot the laser. And took out uh, Rhodey's arc reactor. Okay, that's right. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if I would really call that a mistake. Like, he was pretty spot on with he, the shot. He, he did well, it on purpose? Well, no, no, because he, he was shooting at Falcon, and Falcon just knew to dodge. Yeah. Like, he moved out of the way. Unfortunately, that somehow was the perfect spot to get rid of the power in uh, Rhodey's suit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if I... If, it's really a mistake on his part. Maybe it was. Maybe like his mistake would have been he would have flown to get closer to Falcon or something like that to guarantee yeah. the shot. Um, but he, he was pretty accurate in terms of hitting the mark he was aiming for. Just the mark moved. <laughs> yeah. But as a android who's like hyper intelligent, he probably should have you know calculated that. I guess that's true. Also, is he hyper intelligent? I don't know if we ever got that. He, he's way more intelligent than I am, <laughs> so that must be hyper. Eh, all right, I guess that's fair. No, okay. um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's old. He's part Ultron and part Jarvis. I assume he's very intelligent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jarvis was. I, I guess Jarvis was pretty smart. I guess we never found out from an intelligence perspective what jarvis could do but yeah ultron definitely intelligent mm-hmm. so okay <clears throat> so i also want to talk about um this scene we see um black widow basically being told that uh she needs to look out for herself because yeah she's basically going to be seen as in league with uh cap and bucky and the other uh, mm-hmm. former avengers um so I guess uh, prediction time, Tony. Do you think, or I, and I guess I don't know how much has already been revealed about the Black Widow movie that comes out in, I guess, two months from when this episode's dropping. Um, so do you think that's a, a big part of the of that movie, like what, or oh, at least what kicks off those events? I think one hundred percent because um, she is on the run, and we know it takes place directly after this movie. Okay. I, I knew it was directly after this movie. I didn't know that she was actively on the run. So yeah. I thought that she was just kind of doing a whole finding herself kind of thing after after all this goes down. But okay, that makes sense. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't know. We, we haven't even gotten the second trailer, which I'm assuming <laughs> has hit by the time this comes out. <clears throat> That's but. true, yeah. Um, I mean, in the, in the trailer, from, from what I've gathered, there's one scene where she's talking to Ross. And yeah. They don't seem like, or at least Ross doesn't seem like he wants to take her in. So that's kind of why I'm thinking that, for the most part, she's fine with all this. Uh, but that... I don't, I don't know because she's on the run with Cap in Infinity War, and not to get too speculative because I know, in a couple weeks probably from when this recording comes out, uh, we'll do a preview episode, a prediction episode. 
But at least in the first trailer, Ross looks de-aged. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Ross was part of the team that Hawkeye was on that brought Black Widow in when she was evil. Then maybe the flashback. Oh, okay, got it. So yeah, that that could Just, make sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll see. All right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that at all about the de-aging. He didn't even notice. So okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um. I don't have anything else. Yeah. About this. I'm Are ready you? to go. Cool. All right, let's move on. So, um, Zemo arrives in Siberia at the uh, Winter Soldier's hiding place. It's cold. Uh, Yeah, it's cold. Um, He starts looking around, and he finds the other five Winter Soldiers, plus some uh, files, a video, uh, you know, some mission report, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I have nothing to say, because everything about Zemo is like what everyone else could say. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, same here. I also have nothing, so I'm just going to move on to the next scene. How's that sound? Yeah. Perfect. While in the helicopter, Stark gets some exposition on Zemo and finds out everything was his fault and not Barnes's. He gets to the raft and tells Ross to start looking into that, but Ross isn't listening to him anymore after the scene at the airport. Stark goes in to see the Avengers who were arrested and convinces Sam to tell him where Captain Bucky went. Stark heads out and is followed by the Black Panther. So, uh, a little bit about the raft. Um, it's obviously like this. It's a uh, prison for superpowered people. Original uh, premiere, or the first appearance, was an alias, you know, the Jesse Jones comic, number mm-hmm. 26, back in November 2003. And if you're good with your camera, you can take a picture of it in the PS4 Spider-Man game. Because apparently it's off the coast of New York. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, probably not here. It seems a little way stormier. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, was it hard to take a picture? Like, I, so no, I'm no. remembering that game. Like, wait a minute, that was like it was a big thing. Yeah, off the coast. it wasn't hard. It wasn't oh, hard. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole action scene takes place there too, with the Sinister Six. That was fun. Yeah. I should play that game again. Yeah, it's a good game. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we're not covering that. That's true. <laughs> Maybe someday in a joke episode, but most likely not. No. Then... If we're going to cover a joke episode, we're going to cover a bad Spider-Man game. That's true. Yeah. But we That's way down the line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, I like how Stark goes in, and uh, he's immediately taunted by, I guess, the first two people he walks by, uh, mm-hmm. Clint and uh, Ant-Man. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Hey, does does uh, Ant Man have to be in jail in every movie? Or I mean, the third one, he's in House Arrest. I don't know if that counts, but well, I mean, technically the second one, but it's third appearance. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, so far, yes. If you consider the quantum realm like another prison, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. He was. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't like when. Uh, a movie like goes back to the status quo, uh-huh. like puts them back in jail. I'm like, oh man, the whole point of the movie was for nothing. But n- it works out in the second Ant Man movie because he's in jail for a different reason. He succeeded in the first one and succeeded at the end of this one. Well, I mean, at the end of, I guess, I guess he succeeds at the end of the next one. Like he gets out of prison, but then he gets sucked in the quantum realm for five years. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like a cartoon. By the end of the episode, everything's back to normal. Yeah. Unless 
your mod Flanders or Apu, who has eight kids. True. Yeah. Yeah. The, um. Yeah. I mean, it's the best possible way to get him back arrested. I don't think that's necessarily like the point of the story, but we'll see. Maybe he'll be arrested at the beginning of Ant Man three. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. No, I mean, I'm with you. I really hope that the, he goes off to do something else to, yeah, not be jail-ified again. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. I just had to bring that up because, like, oh yeah, that that just keeps happening to him. Yeah. We'll um, find out at the beginning of Ant Man three that everyone who fought in uh, the Battle of Earth against Thanos at the end was in violation of Sokovia Accords, and they're all arrested again. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> uh so stark chats with uh with sam the falcon and um he turns off the audio from the surveillance system and i gotta give him some points like sam is um you know immediately off the cuff he's not like clint arguing or he's not like uh ant-man arguing with stark you know angry about them ending up there uh sam is like hey how's Rody doing like he's actually yeah. worried about him because you know teammates like they worked together for a long time so mm-hmm. yeah not that we ever got to see that we didn't yeah that's that's completely true um oh yeah you're right even at the beginning of this movie <laughs> Rody was somewhere else that's right yep. we literally never saw them fight on the same team Ex- well not yet yeah in insanity true. war and endgame yeah uh-huh but um you know it's it's looking back at that kind of thing that makes me realize exactly why at the end of Endgame, sorry for spoilers there, uh, Cap gives Sam the shield. Oh, because he's actually cares about the people more than he cares about winning the battle? Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And we also don't know how stable Bucky is at the end of that, yeah. so maybe Cap's, <laughs> like, I was going to say, and he's murdered way fewer people than Bucky has. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't murdered anyone, mm-hmm. because yeah. the, the missiles he shot off at the beginning of this movie, those guys are probably dead. Yeah, that's that's... Probably true, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was an okay thing in the eyes of the viewers of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. There's <laughs> no one we knew. Yeah, exactly. Stupid red shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, eventually Sam does give uh, Stark the, the info of where uh, Cap and uh, Bucky went off to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I have nothing else to say about that scene. Um, well, are we going to talk, is, can we talk about, uh, Tony leaving the raft? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's part of this also. Uh, I didn't yeah. really have anything for that. So yeah. I, I like how as soon as he gets the information and he knows he's doing the right thing, Tony is hella cocky again and not apologetic <laughs> at all. <laughs> that's <laughs> goes, true. Yeah. As he's walking yeah. out and he's talking to Ross and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the first time at, in this entire movie that he is sure he is doing the correct thing. So he's he's back to his old Tony Stark that we saw in his first three movies and up until the beginning of Ultron. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even notice that that for this entire movie, like from beginning until now, he hasn't been that character. He's been... yeah, he's lost the swagger. Yeah. Ugh. All right. But now now he thinks he's smarter than Ross again. So he likes. To, so he like. I'll put you on hold. I like to watch a little light blink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. And you don't notice it. You don't notice it through the whole movie until that moment. That, I mean, you know, Tony's being an idiot, uh-huh. or Dan Cass being an idiot. Everyone in here is being an idiot for fighting. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
but yeah. yeah, that's why I didn't want to start the argument. <laughs> but, but now he's confident in himself again. So yeah, I like I like we get the old Tony back. Yeah, ah, at awesome. least for like three minutes. But anyway, yeah, that's true. Very little bit of bad time there. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then we get a really cool suit up scene with just his finger pressing the button. Ah, uh, yeah, that was. I don't know why that one's just weird to me. Um, I I love that one. It is it is weird. But I like the weird ones more. Okay. Like the suitcase scene in Iron Man 2, um, this one, and the uh, the nanobot one from Infinity War are my three favorite suit-ups. Okay. Yeah, the, I mean, those other two are cool. I just, for some reason, starting on the finger just feels <laughs> inefficient to me. I don't, I don't know why, but I guess it makes sense. No, yeah. I, I doesn't, it doesn't make complete sense. And it might be inefficient, but I think it looks the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't even think about it. So the raft, um, I guess we have to assume that the raft is off the coast of New York, so it's somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Stark flew in the Iron Man suit all the way to Siberia from there? He, fl- he flew in the Iron Man suit from... Uh, California to Iraq. No, yeah, I remember that. I'm just like... <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> how... God, how fast is that? And also, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because his arm is... I guess it's not broken. It's probably... It's hurt, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was in a sling. Um, but, uh... That's, that's gotta get tiring. Like, after the first hour. Or I just... I don't know how, how fast <laughs> that is for him. But, alright. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's very in. What's the word? It doesn't uh, always make inconsistent. Is the word I'm looking for? Because he flies to Iraq in probably a matter of hours. I'm uh-huh. assuming from the storytelling, and the same with this movie. He uh-huh. flies to Siberia in a matter of hours, but he uh, flies from uh, California to Tennessee in, during the daytime and lands there like in the middle of the night in Iron Man Three. Yeah, well, that one, at least in Iron Man 3, it was an injured prototype. So okay. I, I could buy that, that that one maybe was a little slower or something happened there. Yeah. Um, but uh, then again, I guess maybe the Iron Man suit is also super fast in comparison to Jets because uh, from what we get earlier, like 10 minutes ago in the movie, um, Cap and Bucky land, and they're not too far into the building um, when Stark shows up, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So. I maybe that's something we could go back to or not. Um, of trying to estimate his speed in all his like cross continental flights. Yeah, yeah. Eh. But probably not. Yeah, that sounds good. We don't. We don't need to. I'm. I'm good. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Uh, you good to move on? Yeah. Why okay. not? Cool. Uh, we're actually moving at a pretty decent pace, uh, but for now, we need to take a, a quick break and talk about uh, an ad from our sponsor. Uh, Tony, I have already chosen a number, all right? Uh, it okay. is between one and three, and it is exclusive. So um, knowing everything that you know about me, I want you, Tony, to guess what that number is. Because mm, I'm not sure what you mean by exclusive. Though, I assume it's the same thing as a whole number. I'm still no. going to say two and a half. Okay. 
Uh, exclusive means excluding those numbers at the end. So, like, oh. in English, we don't have, like, a word for that. Um, inclusive means I would include one and three. Exclusive. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. All right. It's two and a half. All right. Exactly. Now, Tony, do you know what that means? I'm psychic? No. That would be crazy. <laughs> that means okay. that you might be a futurist, a person who attempts to predict the future. If you would like to learn to become a futurist, just contact our friends at Tomorrow Maybe Today's Schooling, the only graduate school that'll teach you to predict what might happen in the future. Want to know when the next alien attack will be? How about when the squirrels will rise up against humanity? Well, if you want to know the answer to those questions and more, then this is the school for you. If you practice a lot, you may even someday be crowned Little Miss Futurist, a high honor in the futurist community. It's like winning the Super Bowl or winning some money on a lottery scratcher. Join other popular futurists like H.G. Wells, Philip K. Dick, Tony Stark, and even Grace Hopper. But don't wait for the future. Do it today or maybe tomorrow if you're really busy. Tony, one more question for you from from their entrance exam. Who is the strongest Avenger? Um, The Incredible Hulk? Exactly. We haven't even covered that movie yet, and you predicted it. Remember, everyone, contact Tomorrow Maybe Today Schooling and tell them MCU Rewind sent you for a free set of pencils. You still need to tell them that we sent you. They're not fortune tellers. (laughs) That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I feel very counterintuitive, Al, because we are rewinders talking about futurists. I feel like it's inappropriate. This is not our realm. Uh, you know, uh, things are just crazy today. We're talking about the future. Um, for once, you got questions right when I asked you them. Um, <laughs> you got three. Three right. That's, yeah. All right. Or was oh. it two? I didn't. I don't know how many you asked me. I'm going to uh, assume th- five. Three plus two. That's now I'm looking right. at it. I asked you three. Technically, you only got one right. So, yeah. Anyway, hey, that's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's way higher than my normal percentage of zero. That is true. Uh, yeah anyway let's move on Uh, Cap and Bucky arrive in Siberia shortly followed by Iron Man the three agree to work together to stop Zemo and his dastardly plan Zemo reveals Bucky is the one who shot and killed Stark's parents except for the shooting part I misread that Uh, (laughs) his parents the Starks Iron Man doesn't take it well and goes ballistic trying to kill Bucky Cap wins the fight obviously but leaves the shield so this is pretty much the biggest section. Um, I love that Zemo already killed the super soldiers. Because as an audience, you're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, you're wondering what what's his plan? Did he does he have other super soldiers? Like, what? Why would he do that? Like, that's a um, very much not at all what you were expecting especially because like the last 20 minutes of the movie was leading you to think that this was exactly what zemo's plan was to go and get that mm-hmm. or at least god more than 20 minutes it's it's been a while yeah yeah plus we don't get the epic team of cap and bucky and steve yeah cap would've... cap and steve back cap bucky and tony <laughs> <laughs> uh that would have been really cool but no we no. get uh, the complete opposite of that yep <clears throat> well, well, we do get a, a team up of uh, Cap and Bucky. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I guess we should go in order because I just want to talk about the fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we should go in order. All right. All right. Um, 
I do have a uh, when uh, Tony finds out that uh, Bucky killed his parents. Mm. I think up to this point, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s best acting. Just the heartbreak and like the anger, and he gets to go through all these emotions in the course of like twenty seconds. Up until his like defeated speech when he's um at the beginning of Endgame, I think this is his best acting. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, to be fair, this is like one of the few scenes of like sad emotion that we get from this character, right? I mean, the rest of the time. Like, the, there's a little bit at the beginning of the first Iron Man where he's, you know, down because he was just taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had a little bit in Iron Man 3. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on it. Yes, this is uh, that raw, sad emotion of stuff from him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we No more cocky Tony. We got that for, like, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Zemo, Zemo does this, shows him that, and then, uh, he, Steve reveals that he knew the whole time, which isn't exactly true, because in Winter Soldier, they showed, like, that Hydra killed his parents. He didn't know that Bucky did it. Yeah, that's, that's something that, like... I mean, when they actually showed it again here, I realized, like, oh, that's right. We learned about that in Winter Soldier. But, like, I mean, even in the tape, you don't... Well, in the tape that we saw in Winter Soldier, we didn't even see him. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I... I mean, I'll I'll give give Cap that one. Because he also never had the ability to really confirm it either right like he hasn't even been able to find bucky until this movie so um however to be fair um do you think that cap should have told stark that hey i found something out uh hydra had your parents killed like do you think he should have done that do you think that would have ended well i mean hindsight 2020 Mm -hmm. yes he should have but I don't know how you approach that. I mean, I feel like it would... You you break it to him that Hydra killed his parents. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, maybe this isn't what Cap would do. Don't reveal that Bucky killed his parents. Mm-hmm. But even if you do, even if he does go that way, at least uh, Tony has time to cool down before he sees Bucky. Yeah, that might have actually worked out in in that sense. Um, and going back to your question about uh, like how do you even start that conversation? Like how do you even approach? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be like you know one of those best day ever things, and then you just break the news to him at the end of it. Like they go to um, they they go to like a theme park or something, get on a bunch of rides. They go, they go to Coney Island. Yeah, they go back to where Cap or likes to be. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking in my head. I just. Couldn't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, they go there. They get some hot dogs and some, um, you know, some cotton some kettle candy. Corn. Yeah, kettle corn. Yep. Um, they go to the aquarium that's there um, at Coney Island. You know, check things out. 
Uh, maybe they go on the 4th of July and they check out the cool hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, 4th of July is Cap's birthday, so he would want to invite one of his friends out. <laughs> exactly. His best friend, Tony Stark. Yep. And then... Hey, buddy! <laughs> they watch some cool fireworks. They, like, watch them from a cool vantage point, maybe having, like, a nice dinner of, I don't know, like, steaks or something, right? Uh, and then... Um, <laughs> Cap, like, says, hey, well, have a good night. And then they leave, and Cap just, like, texts him um, an emoji. And Stark, like, what the hell is this? And he says, ah, sorry, I'm really new to uh, sending messages with emoji. Um, Hydra killed your parents. (laughs) Octopus, knife, parents emoji. Yep, there you go. Whatever the parents emoji is, I don't know which one that is. But, yep. I think there's a parents emoji as I take out my phone. There's there's like a, a wedding one, right? Um, hmm. <laughs> Hold on. This is very important, <laughs> all you listeners out there. All right. Well, while you're looking that up, I am going to sh- uh, spread some knowledge. Today is National Rubber Ducky Day. Uh, not the day this, this lands, the, the day we're recording. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, that's... that's good to know i should buy a rubber ducky and like have that in the shower or something i don't know i, I don't bathe it's been a long time <laughs> you, don't, a bath. you don't bathe i shower um, <laughs> okay. i realize that i should probably uh quantify that because <laughs> showering is a uh, bathing i see you just texted me a uh oh that's, a that's a family child. emoji yeah that, that's got, like, well a child that's there. the best i can get <laughs> all right fine i'll take it also, I'm not looking at exactly what you're looking at because you've got an iPhone and I'm on Android, so I don't really know what you sent, but I'm sure it's the same. I concept. totally sent a family. I mean, I totally sent a husband and a wife. Oh, it's just two people? Oh, okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. Nope, nope. I did find two people. I was lying. <laughs> but now I <I've, laughs> found two people. Oh, okay. Now you sent me. Let's see. What am I looking at? Yeah, that's okay. That's a man and a woman holding hands. Um, I'm going, I mean, it's a couple, at least. All right. All right. I'll, I'll take it. All right. That, that's a good one. So, octopus <laughs> knife couple. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, anyway. I, I could see that going that way. Yeah. Now, now we, that we've got the important things figured out. Um, so, uh, we got some cool, uh, some iconic lines. It's just like, uh, Cap going, he, well, he's my friend. And then Iron Man going, oh, I was your friend too. Mm-hmm. I like I like that kind of line, but when he goes after, well, first of all, he backhands him. Oh, yeah. But um, I can't remember if it's this scene or maybe later when they're going up the tower. Mm-hmm. But this ties into what we were talking about earlier. Um, Tony tries to fly towards Bucky, and Cap grabs his leg and hits him with the shield to take out one of his thrusters. Yeah. Considering this man can fly. From New York, off the coast of New York, to Russia in like twenty-five minutes. You think his thrusters would be a lot more powerful? <laughs> um, you think you mean as like in a tougher sense, like can take? No, I think or... I think in even Captain America, who can keep a helicopter on the ground, would arm would still either get ripped off or he'd go flying instead of standing there holding Iron Man and you're trying to thrust away. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. But if he has too much power, then he, you know flips up into the ceiling or something like that <laughs> it's true yeah. oh that's true 
That was like what one percent, and he could actually fly. That was ten percent. So if he went to a hundred percent, he could probably fly. His you know his face would be smashed into the back of his Iron Man helmet, like with the amount of G's he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> but he could potentially make it to these far flung places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll buy it. I haven't done any of the math. <laughs> I I really want someone to do the math on that and like mm-hmm. have a theoretical, but. Uh... Yeah. I'm surprised Adam Savage didn't bring that up. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm sure someone has actually done the math online. We just have to search yeah. for it. Also, we're not going to. Nope. Yeah. 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 So, um, is there any particular... I've just been jumping around. Is there any particular <laughs> order you want to talk about? No, no. I mean, I, I've kind of just been, been going off of your order. Um, you know, uh, the, a couple of things, uh, and I don't remember if we already mentioned this or not. Um, in the tape... Um, this is where uh, we see when uh, uh, Bucky is killing um, Stark's parents. Howard mm-hmm. recognizes Bucky, and he you know yeah. he calls him um, Sergeant Barnes. Is that what it was, Sergeant Barnes? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, um, you know, I just wanted to to mention that part as like a reminder that oh yeah, that's right, they knew each other, different actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, you know, the- <laughs> one different actor. That's why he recognizes him is because he looks uh, pretty much the same with longer hair. As he did back in the forties. Yep, that's true. Yep. <laughs> and, and with a middle lower arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there was that. Um, now the other thing is, um, Iron Man even asks uh, Bucky at some point, like, "Do you even remember? Remember that? Right? Remember killing them?" Mm-hmm. And Bucky says that he remembers all of them. So that was that was another good line, kind of going back to what we said earlier about Bucky saying, "Yeah, he still did it. He still did all those things." Um, yeah. And even when he's saying this, you know, trying to survive, um, just make it through this fight, um, even there, Bucky still looked kind of sad about it, right? Like, regretful mm-hmm. that he was the one that did that. Well, I'm assuming that he and Howard, even though we never saw it on screen, he and Howard knew each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, my assumption is that, you know, in that cool montage where Cap and the Howling Commandos were doing all that stuff back in Captain yeah. America, the first Avenger. I assume Stark was basically like their cue, just giving them cool gadgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like they, they were in meetings together. Um, you know, they would, they would talk about things. Maybe they'd go out to lunch and they would joke around. Uh, they would both, um, you know, awkwardly go into the bathroom at the same time and use the urinal and then leave. And then they would start talking again. Uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, this this confirms, even though I never even thought about it, I really don't want to read your Captain America fan fiction. Because <laughs> you really li- think about the inane stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's important, right? Like, we never get that in certain things. Um, yeah, but, but the inane stuff, that's, that's what matters. Uh, Tony, do you watch... Um, uh, I already forgot the name of the show. Um, it's not Star Trek, but it's Seth MacFarlane's one. Oh, the Orville. No, yeah. I haven't. No? Okay. Uh, I love that show. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite Star Trek-type shows in a long time. Um, to be fair, I haven't watched Discovery. so it's... I, I like Discovery. Okay. I I heard mixed things. I heard season one... Season, yeah, one, season one got good, mm-hmm. and then season two was uh, really good. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what I heard from most people. Um, so, anyway, in the Orville, there... They they kind of like remind you that yeah these are normal humans and or uh, aliens but normal living beings, and uh, some of their situations are just them joking around sometimes like oh yeah mm-hmm. that's right like 
People joke around. They have fun. Uh, they pay yeah. the alien to eat random things because that alien's stomach can just digest whatever. <laughs> you know, eat this metal straw. Eat this trash. You know, stuff like that. Well, this is that's the type of stuff I like in these movies. We don't get them very often. Uh-huh. But especially one of my favorite scenes in the MCU is uh, the party scene in Avengers of Age of Ultron. It's just them chilling, hanging out. And I can't wait, hopefully, when we get like eight or ten hour stories through Disney+, Plus, we'll get to get some of that behind the scenes, or not behind the scenes stuff, but non-plot related things. Yeah. I, because, I mean, I think that... Now that you mentioned this, I think I focus on that way too much because usually when I just have like a bunch of questions around a scene, it's because it's a non-plot related thing, and I just want to know what's going on. What's all mm -hmm. this stuff that I've never been told before? So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh -huh. I guess I could bring up superhero landing number sixty. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Cap has a uh, Tony or Iron Man in a chokehold. And Iron Man uses his thrusters to flip out of the chokehold and he lands in superhero landing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. That counts. I'm, I'm used to superhero landings being like a land, like from like falling. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that works. Superhero landings, at least the way I've defined them, is either a three-point landing or maybe a one-knee landing from high up. But if it's three-point landing, it still counts. Okay, that works. Because yeah. Yeah. that's more of a traditional superhero landing. Um, so talking about getting to the end of this fight, when, uh, Cap is wailing on Stark and he pulls out the shield and he really looks like he's about to decapitate Stark. I fell for that in theater. Same here. Okay. I was, <laughs> was going to ask you. <laughs> I was, I have no, I was, I was so engrossed. I thought Cap was really going to decapitate Tony because like I knew that. Tony was probably going to be in the next Avengers movie. I knew that there's no way they would have Captain America murder Tony Stark. <laughs> but I'm so emotionally involved in the movie as I'm watching it. I thought, like Tony did, that he was going to go for the head. Yeah, I mean, and, and remember, this is like a fraction of a second sort of thing mm -hmm. too, right? Like, like your first reaction is, oh, obviously, oh, Stark is dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay, phew. Uh, yeah. Well, um, so this is something I didn't know about until after this movie, uh, came out, like, I don't know, for, like, a couple of years, um, and I had no idea when to bring this up, so I'm gonna bring it up now. Um, this movie was almost super different from how it actually came out. Um, so at the time, they didn't even know if they could get Robert Downey Jr., because his contract had already ended, mm -hmm. um, and they didn't even know if he was gonna even be in the next Avengers movie, so, like, that was all completely up in the air. Um, so Civil War was almost, um, I mean, they, they almost did, didn't do the Civil War storyline. They almost went with, uh, and I forgot the name of the storyline. I don't know if you know the, know it, Tony, but it was, um, uh, it was basically Cap goes somewhere. He ends up in some random town and the, the, uh, the crazy bomb or the, basically a, a bomb goes off that, uh, makes people go crazy and start like attacking each other. And so it was basically oh, a zombie movie, Cat versus. I Ice. don't know the storyline, but I have heard this behind-the-scene thing. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm glad they didn't go that route because that was. Oh, so am I. Yeah, that, I mean, first off, this is way better. Um, but also, that's the exact same plot to uh, uh, Kingsman. 
So, yeah. I'm glad they <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're right. I, that didn't occur to me. Yeah. But <laughs> Also, the same plot to season one of Agent Carter. Also true. Yeah. But at least it could have tied in with Agent Carter. We could That's have, true, I, yeah. That would be a little bit of forgiveness. If they, like, mention that it's the same tech and same stuff. Yeah, that's true. That that would have actually been a little cool. Um, yeah. So apparently, in an interview, uh, the Russo brothers, when they were like throwing around ideas, when they got to Civil War, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is totally the idea we want to do." Um, mm. And then the other storyline was the just in case they can't do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, not ignoring the fact that Disney probably backs up a truckload of money, and every time they need Iron Man and something. Uh-huh. Um, I do like how game Robert Downey Jr. is for going back to the Avengers movies every time. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's he's not dumb. He knows this is why he has a career again, because he kind of really screwed that up in, like, what, the early, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, totally. I mean, now he's, you know, so many characters. He's Dr. Tony Stark. He's uh, Dr. Sherlock Holmes. He's Dr. Doctor. Doolittle. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes isn't the doctor. He's not? I thought he was. No. Damn. All right. Well, there goes that joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, it's a stretch. Tony Stark does have a doctorate, even though yeah. no one calls him that. Uh-huh. But <laughs> not even his robot that he programmed calls him Mr. Stark. That's true. Not even the small child he brainwashed and took into war calls him Dr. Stark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, brainwashing is a little much. But still, you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, know what you mean. Uh, yeah, so I, I actually, I'm, I'm not 100% familiar with his uh, career-ending type stuff, you know, a few decades ago. Was it basically mm-hmm. just drugs? Is that what happened? I think so. I'm not super familiar with it either. Okay. Yeah. I'll just I feel, I mean, yeah, probably probably other stuff. I didn't think he got arrested for drugs. I'm not 100% sure. Oh. Um, Talking about the ending of the fight, um, I do like, like, one of... Ignoring the cap shield versus the the Iron Man's lasers, I think the most iconic shot in this movie is Bucky and Cap just wailing on him, just throwing the shield back and forth, and just you. When this movie happened, when the trailers came out, I was like, "There's no way Captain America can stand up to Iron Man because Iron Man's got the tech." Much like there's no way Superman can beat Batman, even though. Or Batman can beat Superman, even though Batman does it every freaking time. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, but then you see these two super soldiers again, and a shield against Iron Man, and you completely believe that Tony's the underdog here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, they also set it up from a storyline, right? I mean, they they show that the, you know this is the end of the fight when it's already been a couple of minutes of breaking up yeah. parts of his his tech. Um, targeting systems were down too. We saw that earlier, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean d- definitely. Like they're they're working really well together. Yeah. Um, which goes back to what you said when we were talking about um, Captain America: The First Avenger. That was an awesome montage scene of <laughs> Cap and the Howling Commandos that we'll never get to see more of. Uh, yeah, that's why. It, I you know I I strongly dislike that just because I want to see Cap's adventures in World War Two. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the, I mean, like Indiana Jones four, you know, the one that doesn't exist. Did uh-huh. you, you've seen those, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen uh, Indiana Jones one and four. 
Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> they they mention though it is mo- mostly a terrible movie. My least favorite part is they mention uh, Indiana Jones adventures during World War II, and that's all I want to see now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, I do also on Tony's side, I like that his, uh, when all his thrusters and weapons are pretty much down for the count, he analyzes to, uh, Steve's fighting patterns and starts fighting back. I thought that was a really cool scene. Oh, yeah. Um, so is that him fighting back or is that just automated system moving I'm assuming forward? it's just the, the automated system. Okay. Just maybe he moves the muscles for a punch. But the machine uh, adjusts whatever actions he's going to do to make the punch as optimal as possible, or to block whatever movements that Cap's about to do. Okay, so maybe there's like a little mixture of some automated things, or a half second before Cap like throws a specific punch, it tells Stark to to know, oh, he's going to do this, so then he knows to throw a certain block maybe it doesn't even tell him maybe the the suit just moves the appropriate way anyway because i imagine that the same way as he flies if tony moves one foot the wrong way he's going to go into corkscrew and fly (laughs) into a mountain oh yeah but he is pretty um the haptics are so that he doesn't have to like say let's fly left let's fly right it probably just senses his muscle movement so it kind of can tell which way he wants to fly or in this which way he how where he wants to hit but just moves him the right way so he actually hits there mm-hmm. okay yeah i'll take that that makes sense sweet all right um i i'm kind of out of stuff for this this fight uh i don't know do you have anything else the only thing is cap dropping his shield oh yeah that's right yeah it's a big moment for like Two movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cap, yeah, I mean, yeah. Cap um, drops the shield because Tony says his father made him a shield, which is true. It mm-hmm. doesn't belong to him, which I guess technically it's true because it does belong to the government. Yeah, that's. I, I guess it's technically. We we don't really know. Uh, I mean, they gave it back to him. Uh, Fury gave it back to him? I don't know who actually gave it back to him, but it's been his for a long time. I mean, is there like a statute of limitations on this? I don't know how that works. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming because, well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is not part of the U.S. military. True. Okay, so he's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he either stole from the military and just took it with him, or it's his now. <laughs> I don't know the statue of I don't know what happens if you get frozen for 70 years and come back and you still have military stuff. Well, I mean, they they gave it back to him after they resurrected him. Like he didn't have it with him because they, they found the shield. Remember the shield was in Iron Man 2. Well, or maybe that was a prototype. No, that was a different shield because uh, it was also not made out of vibranium. It was like part, you know, it had oh, wires yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's some other prototype thing. Okay. Yeah. Um Either way, someone gave him the shield back. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, and like uh, maybe once all of Shield's um, assets liquefied or whatever happened there, like he just ended up with the shield. Like, yeah, yeah. here's mine now. 
<laughs> Try to take it from me. I literally took down your entire organization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. All you gotta do, though, is hurt Cap's feelings, and then he'll drop the shield. That's true. Or just mention Bucky, and he'll stop paying attention, and you can punch him. <laughs> yep. Happened yeah. so many times. Yep. <laughs> Alright. And then, um, yeah, that's it for the fight I have. Cool, yeah, same here. Uh, so then let's move on to the stuff with Zemo happening outside. Uh-huh. Uh, while Cap, Iron Man, and Bucky fight, Zemo listens to the voicemail from his wife one last time before deleting it. He explains to the Black Panther that his family died when the Avengers fought at Sokovia, and that's why he did all of this. Zemo uh-huh. tries to kill himself, but the Black Panther stops him. Yes. Um, Zemo is a great villain. I really, because he's the only one who, I mean, he's one of the, there are three villains that won, which is Loki in Thor the Dark World, Thanos in Infinity War, and Zemo here. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's true. Um, wait, Loki wins in the Dark World? He got the throne. Okay, I guess I... I mean, at the end of that movie, he's on the throne, we don't know where Odin is, and he has Thor off on Earth out of his hair. I consider that a win for Bucky. Or, I mean, for Loki. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if and that's a win for Bucky, Bucky. But yeah, okay, Loki. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I mean, he, he even says it at the end of this movie when he's being interrogated by um, other Agent Ross. <laughs> uh, Secret- uh, not Secretary Gora. Yeah. What's his first name? Uh, I already forgot. Um, okay. Something? Something Ross. Watson, um, for, for Watson Ross. Yeah, there we go. Bilbo Ross. <laughs> yes, Bilbo Ross. Um, yeah, when, when Bilbo Ross is interrogating him, he asks, like, hey, what's it like to lose? And he's like, oh, did I really lose? I think I have the actual quote later, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, no, I mean, you're, you're right. Like, by the end of this movie, there was there was no good thing that happened, which uh, I'm going to bring up right now because I have this question uh, for the end of this. But um, do things ever end happily or well in a captain america movie i mean at the end of the first avenger he dies and doesn't get that dance with uh carter at the end of a winter soldier um i I mean eh, shield's gone things are a little iffy i guess that's the best of the uh ends and then at the end of this movie well i mean we just talked about all that stuff so no no that's good for him so i don't don't know No, no it's true um Cap gets much happier endings in his team-up movies. And only... What happens at the end of Ultron? Is something happy happy happened to him at the end of Ultron? Uh, kinda. I mean, he he ends up at the Avengers facility and he, he calls it home. Uh, yeah. So he finds his new home. Mm-hmm. Um, he has new friends at the end of the first Avengers. And then at the end, end of Endgame, he's back with Peggy. In Fantasy War, no one has a happy ending, so I'm not even considering that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, the only one happy is Thanos. And I'm not even sure about him, to be honest. No. Yeah. His arm really hurts. <laughs> that's true. And he lost his favorite daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. And then, I don't remember where I was going with this. But yeah, uh, I mean, you know, exactly what you said about Zemo. You know, he, he won. Um, mm-hmm. And it's... I remember when I first saw this movie, I was a little unhappy um, because it didn't feel like a good ending, right? Like, it just, it kind of ends and it goes and, and that's it. But, like, looking back on it now, like, having seen it so many times, 
oh it's it's a great ending like oh, yeah. it's it, it's emotional it really gets you um everything led up to it it's it's definitely not the happy ending we're used to from certain um superhero movies mm-hmm. yeah and then also um it it kind of breaks you because it breaks apart the Avengers, but it leaves you with hope with the um the letter that Cap gives to Tony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. One thing I really can't wait for is seeing Zemo is going to be back in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, cool. Okay. And he's the villain. So. All right. We'll see what happens there. I'm excited. I can't wait for that show. Isn't it great when they don't kill their villains, they can bring them back? Yeah, that is true. Especially now that, I, I, my assumption is, originally, when they were doing the movies, they were like, yeah, we've got a ton of characters. I mean, how long can this uh, stuff actually go? Now they're like, oh, this stuff can keep going for a while. we we got to yeah. keep some of them around. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I remember, I think I brought this up before, but like um, back in 2000. Eight when Batman the Dark Knight came out. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of it, um, what's his name? Two Face dies, and yeah. I remember a lot of people like theorizing, like, "Oh, did he actually die? No, I mean he he can't have died. He, he might come back." You know, they never really kill the villains. Like, and my first thought was, "No, he probably is dead." Because I don't know how many of these Batman movies they're actually going to make. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense. Um, and now. Um- yeah, it's unfortunate they were planning to bring Joker back for the third one, but Heath Ledger unfortunately died. Yeah, that didn't work out. That might have made that movie good, but eh, I don't know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, that's what I think about a lot of movies when there's a death and they still make the sequel. Like I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. Okay, it took it took yeah. a second. A uh, couple seconds. All right, yeah. And then, I mean, then they just keep rebooting the things, right? Like, we, we got the new uh, Batman trailer that came out today that Sony's doing. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, uh, there. The new Batman trailer that Sony's doing? Yeah. No. I was really hoping you caught on that. No, the more more uh, The Morbius. Morbius, yeah. Morbius is not Batman. <laughs> I mean, you watch that trailer, tell me that's not Batman. No, it's it's Underworld. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Okay, that's it. That's way more <laughs> Underworld. I got way more Underworld vibes than I got Batman vibes. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, it's just when when you see those uh, bats circling like that. That was it. Yeah. Like, all right. But uh, don't forget that he's being played by the Joker. That is terrible, true. terrible Joker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But at least the Harley Quinn movie, which the listeners at this time will have seen, doesn't have Jared Leto in it. So hopefully that's good. That's true. I uh, God, I f- completely forgot to watch that trailer. Like I was looking forward to it, and that came out last week, and I really need to watch that. So it's good. it looks good. Yeah, I'll be bringing. I call it. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's a bird, of, birds of prey, but everyone just considers it a Harley Quinn trailer <laughs> because it's mostly Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, that that's fair. I mean, Harley Quinn was pretty much the one of the biggest characters in uh, uh, yeah, another Har- one. Huh? See what Harley and Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we didn't anyway, even remember the character's name. It was, it was Will Smith. Marvel. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next scene, unless you have anything else mm-hmm. to talk about this scene. Nope. Perfect. Nope. Uh, so Stark returns to the Avengers compound. Vision is brooding, and Rhodey is working through physical therapy. Mr. Stank receives a package from Stan Lee with a message from Cap saying he'll be around if he's needed. 
Yeah. Um, worst, my, in my opinion, the worst uh, Stan Lee cameo. Really? I hate it. What? Why? <laughs> because it's an emotional ending, and then it's just like this, this silly joke that's not even that clever. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's true, but it's in line with the MCU. It is, which is... I don't complain about the humor, like, undercutting the drama sometimes, but mm-hmm. this time... It's, it's wrapping up. They should have had... They could still have a funny Stanley cameo. They just need it earlier in the movie. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, maybe a quick shot of people evacuating um, Germany, the airport, and then him being confused by it somehow. Saying something to someone or talking yeah. to a reporter. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, no, that, that would have worked out well, too. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, like thinking about it now with you actually bringing that up i I guess i could see that um because it was emotional 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 mr stank emotion 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 because like just before that joke um uh roadie was giving this whole speech about you know saying hey this was you know i've done 138 combat missions Mm -hmm. um all of everyone could have been my last and you know hey now i'm done or maybe not done or definitely not done considering what we see at the end I mean, he's done until there's an alien invasion. That's extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just when he thought he was out, they brought him back in. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job messing up that line. Yep, exactly. I never actually remember that line. Do what you is... know what movie that's from? Nope. Godfather 3. Oh, yeah. I was never going to guess that. I was going to go with like a... Um... Dirty Harry. <laughs> no. Oh, God. What's that movie... Because I've never seen any of these. What's that movie? Uh, Mel Gibson did that. Lethal Weapon. I was assuming it was oh. like one of the Lethal Weapons. Yeah. No. All right. Well. That, that's, I'm too old for that. Sh- and then I'm not going to say it because I want to bleep it out. Eh, that's fair. That I knew the line was from that movie. Or that line was from those movies. Um, but I haven't seen any of these movies that you've just talked about. I haven't seen them in a very, very long time. Godfather 3, the worst of the Godfathers, I've seen more recently than any of the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, okay. Anyway, Marvel. <laughs> yes, Marvel. Um, so um, Stark is reading the, this letter um, from Cap, and then um, as he's reading it and we're getting this emotional stuff, we see um, that this is when Cap shows up at the raft and he um, you know, frees the uh, other Avengers that were arrested. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to ask this, um, because I, I guess I have two questions related to this. Um, who gets freed because ant-man and hawkeye are both under house arrest in the next set of movies that they're in yes i don't know about wanda that's where things get weird because the next time we see her her and vision are dating so i don't know if she stayed or if she actually left the only one i'm certain that actually went with cap is uh sam yeah um i think they all got free Okay. Um, this is... I, we know that Wanda went with Cap because um, Scarlet Witch says that they do these rendezvous... Uh, that uh, Wanda does these rendezvous things, but you need to keep in contact and stuff like that. So she's on the run with, uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Falcon and Cap and Black Widow. My headcanon... There's no confirmation of this, but we know that... Um, uh, Scott struck a deal, and most likely Ant Man did too, or Hawkeye did too, because uh-huh. they both have those uh, 
the things on their um, ankles, those anklet things. Yeah, the, the house arrest GPS things. Yeah. 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 Um, so they probably got broken out. No, that showing that the raft does nothing against Captain America. Gets them all out, and they probably turn themselves in saying, we don't want to be on the run, we'd rather strike a deal to be with their families. Okay. Yeah, right, because so- there, there's no real way to keep... Even, even Ant-Man and Hawkeye, who don't have powers when Ant-Man doesn't have a suit, mm-hmm. there's probably no real way to keep them in prison. Yeah, that, that's true. Well, Ant-Man... Yeah, well, but but other other than that, out. yeah, the the other characters, I'm sure they they could get out. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So leading th- this all leads to my next question. Okay. Uh, the next movie that we see all these characters in in Infinity War. Um, most of these characters. Yeah, yeah, most of these characters. Um, Wanda and Vision are dating, and they've been dating for a while. Mm-hmm. They're not dating in this movie. So no. how the hell did that end up happening? Like. Like, I assume we have to headcanon that or something. Like, what's? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to headcanon that unless something they do a flashback in Wandavision, mm-hmm. but we have no way to verify that right now. I mean, that's harder, but I could see Vision reaching out to Wanda because it's literally the first romantic emotions he's ever felt for a creature. Okay, all right, and and, and that would make sense. Like, maybe there's some sort of, um, like maybe he went on out there trying to find them. And then he does find them, and then he and Wanda get to talking, and then maybe they they date, and he like decides not to give them up or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. I mean, I can even see Tony saying, "If you find them, don't tell me," because Tony doesn't care to arrest Cap. That's true. He's yeah. They they've kind of they they've broken up the band, but they're, they're mm-hmm. still. Like, yeah, like okay, the they still respect each other. They understand their ways that they've gone. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else do you have for this scene? Because I, I think I'm done with that, everything I had. No, it's just, I think we've mentioned this in a previous podcast. I don't even know what episode. <laughs> but just, I'd like to see the scene of Tony trying to program that burner phone. Or not Tony. Uh, Steve trying to program that burner phone. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, getting it. And then... Just getting in, just like programming it and trying to figure it out, and it doesn't make sense because he's really an old man. <laughs> we all know Black Widow did it for him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe Sam, but yeah, most likely, yeah, most likely it was Black Widow. Yeah. Because um, then he had to get another one. Oh, you know, the, and then the phone is still working a couple of years later, so he's paying that bill every month. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Where's he getting the money? Is Captain America stealing? What's happening here? Well, I mean, hell, he still has that Quinjet, so maybe there was some cash in the Quinjet. I doubt it. I'm sure not. But yeah, yeah that's a good point. Like we don't know how they're funded <laughs> in the next <laughs> Tony. The next couple of years. Tony, the futurist, doesn't believe in banks because of security, so he just brings piles of cash with him wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everywhere. Everywhere. And he brings the jet. Even though he's got his Iron Man suit, he brings the jet everywhere to hold his cash. Well, yeah, he, I mean, everyone gets a seat, and then the mm-hmm. cash just goes in all of the um, leftover space. You know, the, the other spaces for weapons and things. But yep. Leftover space, yep. Only in unmarked ones. Exactly, yeah. Um, I have no idea where they get the fuel for the Quinjet. Um, I'm sure that's a whole other thing. Or maybe we can headcanon this, 
and uh, they're just getting some money from Shield, right? Shield's still yeah. around. I'm sure Coulson is has something set up, and we've got. Um, uh, I completely forgot her name. Kobe Smulders. Um, um, uh, Maria Hill. Yeah, Maria Hill. And, you know, she's in some way related with all that. Or Fury. Yeah. I'm sure Nick Fury is probably like saying, "Hey, Cap, you you want to help us out with this this thing over here?" And Cap, like, I'm yeah, sure. Okay. I'm sure. What? However, Fury's making a living. They're getting money from him, yeah, okay. or from his contacts. All right, that that makes sense. Helping each other out every so often. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to move on? I mean, that was the end of the movie. Now we've got our end credit scenes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we've got our uh, two credit scenes. Um, so here's the summary for the first one. In a mid-credit scene, Cap takes Bucky to Wakanda to be refrozen until he can be deprogrammed. Cap tells T'Challa people will come for Bucky if they find out he's here. T'Challa basically laughs in his face. <laughs> let them try yeah with the image of a giant vibranium panther yeah i mean it's that's a cool panther first of all mm-hmm, yeah um second i like how the guy who is trying to kill bucky through the entire movie is now the person or at least a ruler of the people who are going to fix him so yeah i mean and and he he has a good point right he's like yeah we were both pawns in this game um, mm-hmm. Let's let's do this right. Let's fix the wrongs that have happened. And yeah, so cool. yeah. Um, and honestly, like as cool as this movie was, like, I think I said this you know two weeks ago. T'Challa gets all the best lines of this movie. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Well, is like, Chadwick Boseman's performance? He can say literally anything, and it's like the most powerful person saying it ever. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just going to be in awe of him the entirety of Black Panther. Hell, it's the only um, MCU movie so far nominated for Best Picture, and that's a big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even Endgame, which I didn't think it would anyway. Uh, yeah, same here. I kind of half expected Infinity War. Um, that's that's still my favorite mm. to date, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I. it's too crazy for um, the Academy to get behind. Where, though Black Panther is crazy, it's much more down-to-earth and about racism, about royalty, about father-and-son, um, uh, father-and-son relationships and lineage. That's all more Academy Award-winning stuff. That's true. It's also a single storyline beginning to end versus Infinity War. It's like 30? (laughs) I'm, I, I can't wait to, those are going to be some long freaking episodes when we cover that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um. Oh god. Well, maybe it's gonna be weird breaking them down by storyline. Anyway, yeah, I, I have no idea what we're gonna do. We're gonna do those in person. Is, is what I'm convinced. Okay. Um, we're, we'll, okay. we'll figure something out. I'm. I, I want to do yeah. those in person. All right, <laughs> so, that sounds fair. Yeah, we'll see how how well that actually turns out. I don't know. Uh, I kind of wanted to do this. Ep- you know, these episodes yeah. in person, but that didn't work out. No. But uh, yeah. All right, and I guess we'll move on to the end credit scene, or the final end credit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aunt May is asking Peter Parker who gave him a black eye. Uh, Peter blames it on some kid from Brooklyn, and Parker looks at the cool tech Mr. Stank gave him. Yeah. The spider watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know how often he uses that in in the next four appearances? His next four movies that we've had in the four <laughs> years since his app? Never. 
never has it come up. Well, he, he gets the cool suit, and then he just completely forgets about the watch. Um, also, he, well, he has a phone, so why does he even need a watch? He can have the he he's get gets the time on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that spider watch is from the comics. He does have a spider watch, which I'm not sure what it does other than being like a Spider-Man shaped flashlight. <laughs> like I've seen it like in older comic panels, but I've never read any of them with it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, Spider-Man still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get the little fade uh, end text at the end of the credits saying, Spider-Man will return. And so will Black Panther and Captain America and Bucky and Hawkeye and every character in this movie. Yeah, basically everyone in this movie who didn't die. Yeah. So all of them. Which, yeah, which is everyone? <laughs> yep, exactly. Even even Zemo, who we didn't expect to see now, we're, next year, or this year actually, we're going to find see him again. So yeah, we'll see everybody. Yes. <laughs> Everett Everett Ross Ah, that's right, okay <laughs> uh, Good, I'm glad you got it in before the end of this Yep <sighs> Alright, Tony I think it's time to rate this movie In comparison to okay. everything we have um, This is movie number 12 Of all the movies that we've talked about No, it's movie number 13 This is movie number 13 And it looks like the one of the two of us Who was supposed to update the movie rankings on our website didn't put ant-man on there um but you know that'll get fixed at some point by the one of the two of us who's supposed to do that anyway oh, yeah. um do you remember where ant-man was it's probably in like the mid lower you you don't like mid lower because so. i did not like ant-man all right perfect so tony i'm going to assume that we want to put this movie in the at least in the top half is that true i agree yeah okay so i'm only going to read the top five that we have right now not okay. the other 12 or not the other six plus you know wherever the hell ant-man ended up uh all right so top five going in order uh guardians of the galaxy the avengers captain america first avenger avengers age of ultron captain america 2 the winter soldier um it's interesting looking at those because <laughs> <God. laughs> the word avenger shows up three times <laughs> what what's the sixth movie on the list iron man one okay because, okay, I'm conflicted with this movie. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. It's a great, it's a great film. It's a great Avengers movie. Yes, Captain America is my favorite character. Uh-huh. Is I want a third Captain America movie. I don't want a third Avengers movie. So it's like I would put this in like really high, maybe like after um, Guardians, if it was if it wasn't named Captain America. Okay. So when, like, after this movie came out, I saw some title of a review calling it, um, you know, Avengers 2.5. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, like, that's exactly what this movie is. Um, so, it just, yeah. you know, just adding to that reasoning. Um, but anyway, go, you know, back to where, where you think this should be. I would put this, if I'm, I'm not looking at the list, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I would put this between Winter Soldier and Iron Man 1. Oh, wow. So you're saying that this would be the new number six in the list? Yes. Wow, okay. Because that's still the top half when I thought there were 12 movies on the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that's, that's true. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this list right now. Um, 
I don't remember why Guardians is number one. <laughs> but uh, I just looking at it, that first Avengers movie, like, it is still really good. Like, it was on, like, a couple months ago, and I just had it on. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's as good as that. Like, that yeah. one still holds up really well. Um, ah, God, it's it's tough, because... Like, ah, maybe if I wasn't looking at the list, I wouldn't just keep comparing that one at a time. Uh, I'm, I am going to say a little bit higher. Um, okay. I do think this is better than Winter Soldier, at least. I'm, I strongly I'm, disagree. But really? Winter Soldier is my number one. It's my favorite Marvel movie, still. How the, how the hell did we convince you to, to put this down? At number I one? was outvoted because you and Alicia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's never Back happened. when we had a freaking tiebreaker. <laughs> I was like, I can't put this movie below my, or on top of my favorite one. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then, in that case, uh, I'm, I mean, looking at these other ones, I can be convinced to put it where you want to put it. I do think that it should be higher, but you're making the case, and I'm looking yeah. at these other movies, too. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I think that yeah. it should go in that the, the, the big sticking point is it's called Captain America, and it's not strictly a Captain America movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gets... We get his point of view in that. Yeah. But, but the, the fact that the thing is, whose side are you on? It's either Tony or Cap. It should just be Cap or Cap if it's a Cap movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... I think after we finish the Infinity Saga, three, four years down the line, uh-huh. maybe we should reevaluate our ranking of just like do a movie of all 23 or an episode of all 23. Yeah, sounds good to me. We just kind of sit down, re-debate them, see how that yeah. goes. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. Okay. Add it to the well, Excel sheet we have for all of this stuff. All right. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> I know where that's leading. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. Uh, and this is our shortest episode so far of these three, as it usually is in the third one. Cause... Although you future listeners might know whether or not I split those episodes into one or two episodes each. So we'll see. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But I feel like one minute, one hour and 23 minutes in pretty much is a good time to end it. Sounds good to me. So join us next time as we cover Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 20, Emancipation. You know, because Emancipation happened after the Civil War. You know, it makes sense. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us a five-star rating wherever you are listening to us right now. And as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or, or also <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Rewind, for Captain America Civil War Part 3, signing off. Have a marvelous day. America throws his mighty shield. All those who chose to oppose his shield must kill. If he's led to a fight and the duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, with strength to sail three lengths of a football field.